The Grateful Gator Podcast. My name is Kevin Steven, and the song you're listening to is called Haint Blue by a band called Seminole Strut. You can check them out on Spotify or wherever you get your music. Haint Blue, Seminole Strut. Check them out. Uh, they're awesome. They've got a Almond Brothers, Southern Rock feel to them. They've got a lot of great music. Again, check them out on Spotify. My name is Kevin, and this is the inaugural Grateful Gator podcast. Uh, Here, I'd like to talk a little bit of sports, a little bit of comedy, uh, a little bit of what's going on in my life, maybe some running, Uh, just kind of whatever I have on my mind. Uh, Really just uh, looking to use this as an outlet to uh, maybe share my thoughts and views And if you uh, agree or like what I have to say, uh, please subscribe. Uh, My aim is to uh, maybe put this out once or twice a week. Again, just kind of sharing what's going on in the sports world. Um, By the podcast name, I love the Grateful Dead. Huge Grateful Dead fan. Uh, Also a huge University of Florida Gator fan. Uh, Season ticket holder for football. Just love, love UF. Uh, also a big Cowboys fan, really just a sports fan in general. I uh, love competition, love um, really most all sports. Um, I really get into it. I feel like I've got a pretty deep knowledge of um, of just sports in general. Um, so I'd really just, again, like to share uh, my thoughts uh, with you guys for who really whoever wants to listen. Again, just kind of using this as an outlet to uh, to kind of broadcast my views. Uh, so with that being said, uh, really just uh, we'll dive right in. Uh, we've got an awesome weekend, wild card weekend of NFL football. We've got four games, two on Saturday, two on Sunday. I'll give you a quick rundown of the games, and then I'll kind of break them down uh, one by one. So let's dive right in. Uh, first game of the weekend, Saturday, 435 Eastern. The Colts travel to Houston and play the Texans. Saturday at 8.15, the Seahawks go to Jerry World and play the Cowboys. Uh, Sunday, 105 Eastern, Chargers at Ravens. And Sunday at 4.40 Eastern, the defending Super Bowl champ, Eagles, go to Chicago and play the Bears. Uh, First game of the weekend, Colts at Texans. Uh, The Texans are one-and-a-half-point favorites. Uh, the Colts are coming in as probably the hottest team in the NFL, arguably. Uh, Andrew Luck is back to his old ways after missing all of last season. They drafted really well. They've got a young team. They've got a new coach. They're playing really well. They seem to gel. Their offensive line dominated the Cowboys a couple weekends ago, shut the Cowboys out, made them look silly. Colts playing really well. T.Y. Hilton is uh, right back with Andrew Luck. I mean, they're playing really well. Marlon Mack, 
Uh, it looks like a legitimate running back behind that offensive line. Uh, the first time the Colts have had really a running back since maybe Edron James. Uh, they, they've not had good luck with running backs. They traded for Trent Richardson. They've had some guys here and there, but nobody really who, who who's played as well as Marlon Mack. Uh, the Texans have got a great defense. J.J. Watt, Jadavian Clowney. They're playing at home. I just don't trust the Texans in the playoffs. Uh, this will be Deshaun Watson's first playoff start. Not that I trust a lot of the Colts players. They actually only have 15 players who have playoff experience, so they're just as green as the Texans. I just trust Andrew Luck a little bit more. I think their defense is going to show up. Again, the Texans are one-and-a-half-point favorites. It'll be a close game. Deshaun Watson is going to keep this team in. DeAndre Hopkins has had like 115 catches this year. He's got zero drops. That is maybe the most uh, amazing stat I think I've ever seen to have a receiver that is targeted that often with that many catches and zero drops. The guy is really incredible. Uh, my prediction, my uh, my score prediction, I've got the Colts 27, Texans 24. I think this game is probably the biggest toss-up of the weekend because you've got uh, divisional opponents playing each other. These teams have played each other twice this season. Uh, both are three-point games. Uh, the Colts kind of let the Texans off the hook in that first matchup where uh, they they went for it on fourth and whatever in overtime, gave the Texans the ball back. That kind of spurred the uh, the Texans forward. I think they were maybe one and three or one and four at that point. From that point on, that was kind of the turning point of their season. The Colts made uh, that decision a little bit later in the season to kind of turn that corner. Uh, but the last eight weeks, like I said, both teams coming in playing very well. Uh, again, like I said, I just trust Andrew Luck a little bit more. I think the Colts win 27-24. Second game of the weekend, uh, the Seahawks at Cowboys. The Cowboys, uh, this line has shifted a little bit. The Cowboys are now two-point favorites, so a little bit of money coming in on the Cowboys, which is a little surprising to me because I think the Seahawks are the better team. Not by a ton. I don't think that either team here is very great. Um, The Cowboys... They are week to week. Uh, there are some weeks where they look really great. There are some weeks where they look really bad. Uh, as I mentioned before, the Colts game shut out for the first time in like 15 or 18 years. Just a really rough game. I think 0-3 against the Patriots was the last time they were they were shut out. Uh, the Cowboys the past couple weeks have just not been very um, have just not been very consistent or dominant. Um, they played well last week against the Giants, even without Ezekiel Elliott. The Seahawks, they struggle on the road. They have not beaten a team with a winning record on the road this year. So that uh, kind of goes in the Cowboys' favor. Uh, favor. Like I said, the Cowboys are two-point favorites. Uh, these teams are so similar. These teams are so similar. They both have a great defense. They both want to run the football. They're going to run their offense their offense is only successful when they're able to run the ball. The Seahawks run the ball something like 55% of the time. They've got a running quarterback. Um, they really don't have much for receivers other than Doug Baldwin and Tyler Lockett. The Cowboys, the offense runs through Ezekiel Elliott. 
If they can't get Zeke going, it's going to be a long day because uh, Dak has not proven that he can uh, be that quarterback who's going to take over a game. Uh, he's got to have play action. He's got to have uh, the defense have seven or eight or nine in the box and hope that Amari Cooper is going to get one-on-one. Um, teams have kind of uh, identified that Amari Cooper is where they want to go in the past game. In the past couple of games, he's been a little bit quieter than he was in the uh, the first six games. He was with the Cowboys where he had that great run of 600 and some odd yards and six touchdowns. Uh, but we'll see. Again, these teams are so similar. It's going to be a really interesting game. I think it's going to be really close. I've got the Seahawks 21, Cowboys 20. That pains me as a Cowboys fan. The last three times they've played the Seahawks, I think they only average about 12 points. Uh, Pete Carroll is a better game planner, play caller, everything than Jason Garrett is. Most NFL coaches are. Uh, but you've got a you've got a quarterback in Russell Wilson who's won a Super Bowl. He's been here before. Uh, I think the Seahawks just kind of have the Cowboys number. I don't see the Cowboys really doing anything dynamic against this good defense. Again, close game. Seahawks 21, Cowboys 20. Uh, The Sunday games, Chargers at Ravens. This one's intriguing because about halfway through the season, I don't know that anybody saw the Ravens making the playoffs, especially not with Lamar Jackson uh, at quarterback. Um, I think that's maybe a little bit of a combination between Joe Flacco uh, underperforming and injury. Uh, They put in Lamar Jackson. They have a pretty unorthodox um, method in today's NFL. They're going to dominate time of possession. They want to run the heck out of the ball. They're going to run Lamar Jackson 10, 15, 20 times a game. Uh, Their defense is great. They're only going to hold you. They're going to hold you to about 15 to 21 points. Um, The Chargers were good, though. The Chargers uh, were were right on the cusp. If they could have beaten the Chiefs a couple weeks ago on that Thursday night game, they're looking at the number one seed. Uh, And now they're they're having to travel about 3,000 miles across the country and play in an early game for them. Uh, They're going to, you know, their West Coast team, they're playing at 10 o'clock their time. Uh, So that's going to be weird for them. That's going to be tough. I don't see the Chargers, even though they'll have uh, Melvin Ingram, uh, they'll have Hunter Henry back, who's been out uh, all year, has not played a game this year with an ACL injury. I I don't know that I see him coming in and and being real productive, uh, missing all season and then thrust into a postseason game. That'll be interesting. Uh, Phillip Rivers will benefit from having Melvin Ingram back. Uh, That guy, er, excuse me, Melvin Gordon. Um, that guy is, uh, is a top-tier NFL running back, one of the top five backs in the league. Um, so he'll be back. I My prediction for this game, uh, which I, did, I failed to mention, the Ravens are two-and-a-half-point favorites. Um, I've got Ravens 24, Chargers 21. I would not be surprised at all if the Chargers come out and play really well. They did just play a couple weeks ago um, in L.A., and the Ravens won, uh, so it'll be interesting to see uh, what the rematch has in store. Uh, and then the final game of Wild Card Weekend, you've got the defending Super Bowl champ Eagles headed to Chicago and playing the Bears. Uh, the Bears are six-point favorites, which seems a lot 
Uh, seems like a lot to me, uh, considering they are um, they've got a quarterback who's not very dynamic. Uh, they do have great running backs in Jordan Howard and uh, Tariq Cohen. Uh, I just don't see the Bears covering that spread. I think that's too many points. Uh, the Eagles they seem to play a little bit different with Nick Foles. They're four and one with Nick Foles this year. Uh, ultimately, I do think the, the Bears get it done. I think it's a little bit too much too late for the Eagles. I've got the Bears 31, Eagles 27. The Eagles will put up points. I think the Bears will put up points against that, um, that beat-up defense. So ultimately, I have the Colts and the Ravens moving on to the AFC. And I've got the Seahawks and the Bears moving on in the NFC. I really feel like this year is the first year in a while where if you've made the playoffs, you've got a chance at winning the Super Bowl. Uh, Obviously, you've got in the NFC, you've got the Rams and the Saints uh, that are on by this week. And in the AFC, you've got the Chiefs and the Patriots on by. Uh, All four of those great teams. All can be beaten. Uh, there's, there's, I don't know that there's one really dominant team. Every team has showed, um, a little bit of weakness, uh, some flaws and every team has showed that they can, they can be very great. Uh, so I think it'll be interesting. Uh, I I feel like if you got into the playoffs this year, you've got some sort of chance. So let's shift to the national championship game, which is going to be played Monday night between number one seed Alabama and number two seed Clemson. It'll be played at Levi Stadium in Santa Clara, California. Alabama is currently six-point favorites. The over-under is at 59.5 points. Uh, Just a couple quick stats. Alabama averaging uh, 48 points a game on offense. Clemson only allowing about 13 points a game on defense. Uh, They've held nine of their 14 opponents this season to uh, 10 or under. Uh, So both teams having um, really unprecedented uh, statistical uh, success this year. Uh, Alabama with Tua, Clemson with uh, that nasty defensive line, and uh, true freshman quarterback Hunter Lawrence. Hunter Lawrence has not looked like a true freshman. He's yet to really have uh, a poor game other than that game where he was knocked out in Syracuse. He, uh, he's played great. Uh, he's played great every game. He only has, uh, I think he's only thrown four interceptions this season. Dominated uh, that Notre Dame defense uh, through three touchdowns, 370-some-odd yards. He's looked great. Tua, everybody knows, uh, was a Heisman frontrunner most of the season. If not for that lingering injury and maybe getting knocked out of that Georgia game, uh, he wins the Heisman. Um, Alabama's never had a quarterback, uh, this dynamic, never had an offense, uh, this pass oriented. Uh, I think it's going to be a great game. Uh, I think, um, Nick and Dabo Swinney have shown, um, that they are, you know, right neck and neck. Uh, Dabo obviously does not have the championships. Nick does, but they're both great head coaches. They both, um, game plan very well. They're both, um, you know, the CEOs of great programs. Uh, I think Alabama is going to win this one close. I think Clemson will cover. I think it goes under the total. 
of 59 and a half points. I think Alabama wins 31-27. I think it's going to be a great game. Again, you've got two awesome teams. Um, Clemson maybe a little bit uh, less tested than Alabama has been, uh, with Alabama beating Georgia and uh, playing a little bit tougher schedule. The ACC was down this year. Uh, Clemson pretty easily walloped everybody. Uh, put a historic beat down on FSU, which I loved. That game was awesome. Um, really, really enjoyed watching that. Um, Clemson will be down one defensive lineman uh, due to a positive PED uh, test from the SC or from the uh, NCAA. Um, I don't know that it'll factor in that much. Again, I think it's going to be a great game. 31-27, Alabama. Uh, unfortunately, this game is being played in Santa Clara, California, because the playoff situation that we have right now does not make a lot of sense. And I think that there are some simple tweaks uh, that can uh, really m- make it a, a much more enjoyable um, event and process for everybody. I think they need to knock out some of the lower tier bowls, uh, some of the ridiculously named bowls, the red box bowl the uh, Bad Boy Mower Gasparilla Bowl. Uh, some of these bowls that uh, you let some of these uh, you know, fringe winning, winning teams in, uh, I think you need to cut out about four or five of those. I think you need to uh, move the semifinal games to the, uh, the home stadium of the higher seed. So, for instance, um, rather than the, uh, the Crimson Tide and... Um, Oklahoma Sooners playing in the Orange Bowl. I think you move that to Tuscaloosa. You let Alabama host a game that incentivizes the higher, you know, the higher seed you get. You may get an extra home game. You get that extra revenue. You get that extra ticket sales. Clemson would be hosting Notre Dame. Those would be great games. Those are those are blue blood, um, high caliber colleges. And and how often would an Alabama and an Oklahoma play in Tuscaloosa? I think that would really incentivize teams. That would get the fan base fired up. And also, you only make your fan base travel one time, and that's if you make the national championship. Teams are not having, fans are not having to decide uh, whether to go down to Miami and go see the semifinal game and not being able to see the national championship game. Uh, Clemson fans had to travel to Dallas um, to the Cotton Bowl, and now they're going to have to. F- fly out to California. There, there are not many people who are able to take two weeks off for the holiday uh, for Christmas and New Year and then be able to take another week off to go out to California and watch another game. Um, you know, kids are going back to school. People are going back to work. It's not very feasible. Uh, you're putting your fans in a hard place. Ticket sales are very cheap right now. On StubHub, you can buy... Tickets as low as like $200. Uh, it's not good. It's not good for the sport. It's not good for uh, the fans of those teams to not be at those games. Uh, like I said, I feel like if you move uh, the, the semifinal round to uh, to the home stadium of the higher seed, I think it works out for everybody. Um, I just don't think it makes a lot of sense to have two Southeastern teams uh, playing in California one week after they just traveled to Dallas and Miami. Uh, But that's just my two cents. 
I know that those bull tie-ins, uh, they're guaranteed a lot of money. And I don't know that it'll change, and I don't know that they really, that the bull committee or the NCAA really cares. But enough of that. I woke up this morning to find that James Harden hit a three in overtime against the Warriors uh, to put the uh, Rockets ahead, 135-134. Rockets end up winning that game. Uh, that'll be something uh, after football ends uh, that I'll be really into. Uh, I love college basketball. I uh, love the NBA. Uh, really enjoy talking about both. Um, like I said, um, look forward to uh, delving into both of those uh, once... Uh, NFL and college football are both over. And one last thing before we get out of here. Just kind of wanted to uh, do a quick 2018 in review. Um, just go over some things that I changed in my life. Uh, I'm really looking forward to 2019 uh, and getting better. Um, if you know me at all, uh, you know that for the better part of about 10 years, um, really enjoyed dipping, really enjoyed Mountain Dew. Uh, most every day I drink anywhere from about 40 ounces to 100 ounces of Mountain Dew. Uh, I've cut that out, um, cut dipping out. I quit March uh, 28th, so as of today I'm 281 days uh, dip-free, so pretty proud of both of those accomplishments. Um, I really started getting into running. Um, I ran my first half marathon. I ended up running three last year, um, and on December 31st I ran my first 50K, um, so proud of those accomplishments. Um, like I said, looking forward to uh, bigger and better goals in 2019, uh, pushing myself. Um, and really the reason I bring those up is I feel like if I can do those things, um, really anybody can. Um, again, uh, very unhealthy lifestyle. Uh, didn't really put a lot of emphasis on um, any kind of uh, working out or, or uh, self-betterment. Um, I would uh, classify myself as a pretty lazy person. Um, I really enjoy once I get home from work. I like to sit around, watch the office, and uh, not really do a whole lot. Um, so uh, if I can go out and do it, um, I know you can. Um, so if you have a goal or something in mind that you'd like to work on in 2019, uh, I wouldn't. Don't wait. Just go ahead and uh, and start at it. Um, I know you can accomplish it. It's an amazing feeling whenever you cross that finish line or uh, are able to mark that goal off. I think that about wraps it up for uh, this week. Uh, look for a podcast uh, coming out probably next Tuesday. I uh, should have a lot to talk about with uh, four uh, wild card games this weekend, breaking all those down, and the national championship game, and then looking forward to the divisional round of uh, the NFL playoffs. Fourteens on by uh, will come into play. Should be a great weekend of football. Really looking forward to it. Uh, thank you for listening. If you have any questions or concerns or comments, uh, please feel free to email me at gratefulgatorpod at gmail.com. Uh, I would greatly appreciate your feedback. Uh, really looking forward to doing this. Um, like I said, please subscribe. Uh, let me know uh, if you've got again any questions or comments. I'd uh, be really, uh, really interested in what you have to say. Thank you again for listening, and we'll see you next week.
times when 